This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2139, Enough Already, Thoughts on Leading a Satisfying Life, by Alain Massicat of freetopursue.com. And I'm your narrator, Justin Mollick, reading you blogs every single day of the year to help you live a more meaningful life. I cover personal development or self-help, minimalism, productivity, happiness, and more. Our other shows cover finance, health, relationships, entrepreneurship, and more, so you can check those out. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this to find all of our shows. But for now, let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. Enough Already, Thoughts on Leading a Satisfying Life by Len Massicat of freetopursue.com. The more I read about who is successful in this life, the more I realize just how important it is to understand the word enough. I've written a lot about this topic on this site, but I think it's essential to keep hammering the point, if not for you, at least for me. It's never been easier in this world to go narrow and deep. The resources to delve deeper and deeper in a subject are nearly infinite. In order to run out of material, you practically have to specialize within a specialty. And we often feel compelled to go narrow and deep on just about everything we undertake in life because that's just what we should do if we want to be taken seriously. I've become such a believer in the enough model of living despite my chasing the A's upbringing. And yet, I still forget to live by it sometimes. This truth rears its ugly head anytime I learn to do something new. I feel like I need to come out of the gate knowing it all and being able to execute with ease. I feel I need to be able to hold my own on anything I take on. And so I go into a type of hibernation mode, learning a lot on a given topic or activity before I start applying any of what I'm learning. I'm better about this than I used to be, but I'm still pretty at following my own convictions. Sure, there's the fear of embarrassment, the fear of the unknown, the fear of not being as good at something as we envision we will be, and even the fear that we might... (gasps) abandon the pursuit at some point and lose a coveted label. The thing is, once I've enthusiastically made a decision, I've never regretted jumping into an activity with both feet. Yes, even including bungee jumping. So why the heck do I buck the plunge on so much new stuff? I like new stuff. I suspect that question is a real head scratcher for most of us, but it explains our general inaction on everything that's good for us be it saving, investing, being healthier, pursuing and maintaining personal and professional relationships, decluttering, having fun, changing careers, starting a business, stopping something we know we should quit, pursuing a new area of interest, you name it. We'll procrastinate about it until the time feels right. Along with all the sources we feel compelled to reference before we jump into anything, we're also faced with a plethora of distractions that we allow into our lives that can dull the pull we feel to make a change, try something new, or stop doing something that doesn't work for us anymore. I sometimes wonder just how much time and opportunity this stalling is costing me, is costing us in general. Now, I'm not talking about purposefully stalling to ensure we're doing the right thing when making an important decision. I'm talking about stalling for one or more of the reasons previously offered. We can all admit we know the difference, yet it's a lot easier to call it on others than on ourselves. Sometimes we buck because someone else wants us to do something and we're not sure it's right for us. And I think that's a healthy thing to do. It buys us a bit of thinking time. Just because someone else wants us to do something doesn't mean we should. But when we buck ourselves, 
we need to give our heads a shake. I think that's where spending time with ourselves, spending time with our internal dialogue can be helpful. I think that by paying attention to the thoughts that run through our heads, we can be better at tuning into what we really want, what our gut is telling us to do, and also better at calling ourselves out on our own bullshit. I wanna do more of the right things, that is, more of the things that are right for me and less of the things I think I need to do in the eyes of others. I'm better at it than I used to be, but I certainly have a long way to go before I feel I can call out my own unrealistic expectations or ensure I have what I want or need in all the facets of my life. The way I see it, if we're going to have to invest time and effort in this life, let's make sure we pay attention to where we direct our efforts, why we're doing what we're doing, and give ourselves permission to quit while we're ahead in favor of what we want to focus on next. After all, waiting, stalling, procrastination are all sources of regret. You just listened to the post titled, Enough Already, Thoughts on Leading a Satisfying Life by Elaine Massicat of freetopursue.com. Thank you to Elaine for this post. A lot to unpack here, potentially. First, it can be tough for all of us to take the plunge into something new, even if like Elaine, we like new stuff. So whether or not that's the case, we tend to not love change as much as many of us pretend we do. Routines and habits are built into who we are, even if you're like me and every day is a bit different in what you do and how you do it. There's still some major routines that all of us have. And introducing something new can mess with those long-established habits and routines. And procrastination, sadly, is so easy to do. A very short-term reward that inevitably hurts us long-term. But as I always say, that cycle likely won't break until we have a strong enough reason to change. Because those distractions Alain talked about, plus the endless research that some of us like to do, and I'm included in that boat, those things make it even easier to put things off because it feels like we're doing something productive, but it's just a disguise. As she said, paying attention to our thoughts can make quite a difference. In my experience, meditation is the best way to pay attention to your thoughts, but definitely not the only way. Journaling is another example, and I mentioned that one yesterday. But in any case, awareness is the first step, realizing this is all happening. Then after that, we can start to take control and move our efforts in a better direction. So something to pay attention to today. Thank you for being here. Have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow on the Wednesday show where your optimal life awaits.